Public Radio's LossyTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself, Grino. Join my man, who also loves to whack a bit of raw chicken with Miss Curry. My co-captain, Damo. How are we, sir? Very good, Grino. Good evening to you, boys, girls, listenership out there, audience. Well done. How are you? Fuckwits, morons. Yep. Everyone, welcome aboard. Uh, raw chicken in curry, Greeno? Well, I imagine all chicken is raw when it first goes in the curry because then it becomes cooked. No, uh, you got to fry it off first. you got to fry it off, get a bit of, a bit of colour in there. But uh, okay. serving raw chicken in a curry is apparently the biggest political issue this week. I, I see. Um, look, I don't even know what that reference is. This is like the least, you know, normally in our friendship, Greeno, spanning the mm-hmm. 30-something years that it's spanned, I've always been the political one. Greeno's never yeah. been the political one. Greeno's the sport. I've been the sport guy too. Don't get me wrong, but Greeno's yeah. just like more sport, and I've always been the one that's got got the political opinion kind of thing. But mm-hmm. this current election cycle, Greeno, you're the one. You're really taking the lead on this one, and I'm kind of sitting in the back seat you're now. And I'm that. like, yeah, okay, this is, this is Greeno's baby because this yeah. isn't real, real fucking politics. No one's talking politics. It's all yeah. pointing the shit. That's, <laughs> that's where. Right. That's my domain. Yeah. Pointing the shit. That's, that's where I fucking And so, in so Greeno, because, you know, now I'm relying on you because I don't even intend on voting in this particular election. Going to take the fine. Well, probably Wise call. Shut up and take my fucking money. Yeah. Now, at least do a donkey vote. Yeah. Right? At least write up. Don't take off the fine. Well, I might, I might for the first time take your example and just draw the dick and balls on the ballot. Dick and balls. That's how we do it. That's how we roll. Westy style. Yeah. Don't you wish that we had like the kind of system, like maybe we could, uh, you, mate, what if we were a little more Americanized and that, you know, you could just kind of write whoever you want on the ballot. And I, you know what I particularly like about the way they do things is, Greeno, you're not forced to vote because um, I received a fine not that long ago for not voting. Yeah. And, yeah. So, you know, if you, if you. If you don't particular, if, if you don't participate in their little circle jerk, right? Yeah, it's like big, bad, smacks. big smacks, you know. Like yeah. you just go and sit in the naughty corner. It's like, hang on, yeah. I didn't even want to fucking play. I yeah, don't want a part like, of this. Dude, sitting in the corner, like yeah, it doesn't want to get involved in the ball game. Just, no. Let me stay over here yeah. and watch, yeah. and, and just fucking we'll be okay. Everyone's so, a winner. So how long until the actual vote happens? What's the day, Greeno? Because we're current. If you're listening to this and it doesn't make sense, don't worry, but. Uh, we're currently in the midst of a political, a federal election, so we're deciding the next mm. leader of the country. And as Greeno alluded to, it has been literally the most ridiculous fucking <laughs> election campaign that I think that has ever happened, Greeno, yeah, in the history it. of Earth, I think. It's become Friday night pub trivia. <laughs> yes. I, I, at this stage, I could be elected prime minister based <laughs> on my pointless knowledge of fun facts and figures. Yeah. I don't know anyone's policies. I don't know what anyone's trying to Doesn't achieve matter. for the country. Doesn't matter. But uh, good. I know that they don't know random facts and figures that realistically you can just fucking look up yourself. Um, very, very pointless, very, very silly, and uh, a complete waste. And more so, uh, a a bit, big shining light on how terrible the corporate media and so-called journalism has become mm. in this particular country. Okay. Now we already knew that. We we're already aware of that. Mm. Uh, that it was pretty shit, but. This particular election cycle has taken it to the next level of okay. just fuck me. Our media is an embarrassment to what used to be referred to as journalism. That bad? Is it, how bad is it, Greeno? <laughs> fucking bad, mate. Uh, let's well, get to give more, me give more me more one simple. example. Like, what's the most egregious thing that you've seen and thought, Jesus fucking Christ, did somebody actually write that? You know, what's what's the one that stands out for you? 
the Today Show host, okay. whose boss happens to be former uh, liberal leader. Was Peter Costello a liberal leader? Uh, he was the treasurer. He was treasurer. High yeah. member up, uh, never quite got the top job because Johnny didn't want to retire. Uh, yeah, and look, you know, to, can, so, to be fair to Costello, right, he probably would have been a pretty good prime minister because hey, if, if you look back at him at his when he was at the peak of his powers, he's a, he was a fucking wise ass, you know what I mean? He was very entertaining. He always gave great speeches because he was great at fucking throwing the insults, and that's really all you want. We when you vote for somebody, yeah, I want the Ziggers. That's what I'm attracted to. I don't know about yeah. you, you yeah. know. So he was quite good at that. But yeah, John kind of, you know, Mister Howard just held on that one too, one too many elections. Greeno, he was the old kind of the old champ who should have retired before he got knocked the fuck yeah. out. You, know? you didn't know, yeah, when to hang up the gloves. Yeah. You're just like, nah, I've still got another one in me, and you're like, yeah. nah. No, you don't, Muhammad. I can put the put the gloves yeah. down, sir. And and so he ran in that election. In that election, he lost his own local seat as well. I don't know if you Which remember. Which has happened since, hasn't it? Um, no. And the funny Didn't thing was, well, no, it, it had only happened once before. And get this right: the one time that it happened before Greeno, it was the same election cycle where um, the prime minister of the day tried to basically eviscerate all of the unions in one election. <laughs> And, and <laughs> yeah, and look, I'm you know you know me, I'm not a big fan of the union movement by any stretch of the imagination. But John Howard, in that election cycle, he was bas- he basically he introduced a whole bunch of rules that would make the unions like a non-entity, like they have they would mm. have no power in the workplace whatsoever. And so that's pretty much what got him kicked out of office because he just went one step too far. He was doing a little bit too far. Just too the guy, far. Yeah. The guy who you find amusing, pissed as a chook at the work Christmas party, yeah. and then next thing you know he shits in the glass. And it's like, <laughs> no, nah, mate, nice, too far. Like, it was all fun and games, but now you shit in the beer glass. Nah, no, nah, you, you've ruined it. And, and you know, and to top it off, so the poison, like it, it's a great analogy you use there, shitting in the beer glass, because that was literally the poison chalice that was handed to Peter Costello. Because in that election, John Howard said, look, if I win this election, I'm going to be in charge for about a year or two. He tried to do the Wayne Bennett-style handover to the coach, Greeno. Yeah, he was like, all right, I'm going to be in for a year or two, and then Peter's going to be the Prime Minister. And everyone was kind of like, yeah, even Liberal voters at the time were like, well, hang on, how come we're not voting for Peter then? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like... Wasn't the whole whole election platform of the opposition? Well, like, a vote for John's, a vote for Peter. I was like, no, it's Peter. Yeah, and yeah, even though Peter, I, even though I think exactly, but it, it was such a stupid strategy. And even though I think Costello probably could have been a pretty good prime minister, unfortunately, he was handed the beer glass that John Howard shat in at the fucking house party room. Nice, yeah. Gary. And, and when people look at the beer glass, they didn't look at John. Going, John shat in it. Like, no, no, that's Peter's shit. It's Peter's Trust glass. Me. He's the one holding it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's holding the glass. Right. I can, obviously, he's shatting it. There you go. Uh, Damo, let's get off politics until we get back to politics because that's like segment four now. Oh. Uh, we need to do shout outs. We're going to start the show with sh- Remember old school shout outs. Um, yeah, but that's. I swear we used to do that back in the day. But we're going to do shout outs on this show. I thought shout outs were strictly for black people, though. I thought that was their thing. Like, hey, I want to shout out to my homies out there. But then, you know, white people started adopting. Um, started adopting you know, it. And also a lot of good filler when it comes to radio. There's oh, not, plenty not of filler. Plenty, 
Yeah. Don't have content out there, so you can just shout out. So it should be birthday, shout out Screeno, anniversaries. Yeah. You do the birthdays on FM radio, and you do the anniversaries yeah. and the you deaths on AM radio. The back and out. There you go. A big shout out to Jimmy listening there in the truck with the boys. Uh, well done, Jimmy. Thanks for listening to Dribble. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, trucking across the nation right here on forty four point seven. Yeah. Go get yourself a nice coke. Uh, <laughs> Don't forget to stop at our party van truck parked right next to the truck stop down there. You know that place where the crack oars suck your dick for five? That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. Head back out there, get yourself a can of fucking coke, mate. It's going to be fantastic. That and a free, free, free uh, vessel of, of topical cream. You'll be good to go. Topical cream. Now, now uh, shout out time. Now, uh, I want to go back to a bit old school. Old here, school. Demo. Uh, okay. Our old pollster, speaking of elections, uh, old pollster Stephen Sears. Stephen Sears. Who, uh, he's been checking in every couple of weeks. He's like, boys, I'm, fucking, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, why aren't you on? And I'm like, well, firstly, it's a couple of hours before the show starts, Steph. Yeah. Um, secondly, we're not on this week. So uh, between those two things, <laughs> normally nice, Steph. Yes, not being on is uh, it does tend to be a significant roadblock to listening to something. It's a bit of a, a, bit of a roadblock. Yeah. Now, uh, he messaged us a couple of hours ago, and he's like, oh, okay. mate, Mate, need ETA. ETA? Because I'm half lit and ready to go. Which nice. is what we've, That's my we've boy. said. That's my boy. Nice, Gary. Getting pissed on a work night. <laughs> yeah. But as we pointed out, this show best enjoyed yeah. either half or fully cut. Definitely. Uh, quarter cut, probably not as much. No. Half or above. Yeah. Quarter cut, we're just annoying. Yeah. Quarter cut's uh, like, oh, fuck, either shut up or stop talking or start talking or whatever. Yeah. But if you're fully cut, you're like, hey, you fucking idiot. You know, it makes Good sense. Yeah. Exactly. So he uh, he pointed out, he's like, oh, mate, uh, ready, ready to go. And I said, oh, Steph, two hours and counting to mm-hmm. on air. And he's like, well, that's too, that's too long. That's, oh, that's too long. He wants and to put, he, in, uh, put in a complaint. Then. Nice. He did. He had to point out, yeah. he's like, look, sorry, but uh, it's been it's Cinco de Mayo. What the fuck, Cinco de Mayo, Greener? A uh, big celebratory time there in America. Uh, I don't understand what it is. Don't understand what it represents. But it's a big party, and I think it's like a, a Mexican thing, perhaps. I don't know it if it's. A, I don't. Does it though? It's. Does it sound Mexican, or does it sound like another one of the those countries there in the Central to South America region? It's not really our ballpark. We're in Asia. We don't know what the fuck you're doing. We're eating noodles. Who knows what's going on over there? You know Here what you I mean. Fucking- it doesn't sound Mexican. Cinco de Mayo is the yearly celebration held on May the 5th which commemorates the anniversary of Mexico's victory over the Second French Empire okay. in the Battle of Pubia. Uh, right. So there you go. We'll learn a little bit of something there. A bit, a bit of history nice. as well thrown into the Second, The Second French Empire, Greeno. Now, here's the thing with, uh, that really kind of caught my eye. Was, is that is that Was that a huge victory at the time or was it kind of – or was that. it huge for them, <laughs> you know? Big enough to get it, get on the cans on this particular day. Because you know, I'm not trying to be crass or anything like. I'm not trying to shit on anyone's culture or anything. But you know, every everyone's beat up the French at some point. Everyone's yeah. fucked the French. The Germans beat the French. The fucking the Spanish beat the French. The English beat the French. Everyone's beaten the French at least once, Greeno. So I don't mm. know if you know. Do we have a political order? We've got a place here in Sydney called La Parouse, Greeno. You know La mm-hmm. Parouse. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. La Perouse is named as such because there was a French uh, captain on the boat, you know, in Sydney Harbour, who decided, who pussied out. He was like, I'm not going to sail into the shore yet because the storm over there is too scary. And I don't want to sail storm. into the storm. Can't go yeah, into the storm. Mind you, the Englishman, the uh, Captain Cook, sailed up right behind him and said, oh, look at this fucking French pussy over here. Sydney. Yeah, yeah. He, and he just sailed right in and he found it, you know, Ooh. he was like, all right, I got here first. Fuck you. And, you know, yeah, just another example of how everyone's beaten the French at least once, Greeno. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, there you go. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everyone. Here's the thing thing that caught my eye. Uh, Stead, he said he's got Mexican neighbours and they got him drunk as fuck. So he's like, that's why he's in the car. Mm -hmm. Now, once again, wasn't – so Steph, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Mm. big Trump fan, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, very much so. Wasn't wasn't Trump trying to keep the Mexicans out? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, Gary. (laughs) Just – just putting it out there. So, uh, you got Cinco shout outs. De, uh, Cinco de Trumpo. Cinco de Trumpo. Fuck it. <laughs> so, well, again, we're celebrating beating the French. Who gives a fuck? Sorry. That's a winner. Everyone's a winner. 100%. Uh, you got shout outs for our, our boy, uh, Ted Dabrowski. Ted Dabrowski, Greeno, hitting the big time. Look at this. I'm very fucking jealous of Ted because he's been quoted in the New York Post, Greeno. Was it in the classifieds? No, no, no. It was in, it was in uh, an article where they were just talking about the quote-unquote backlash of a New York Times article because you've got to understand the Post is the rival to the Times in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Now, so the Post put uh, an article up about how the Times was getting backlash for an article they wrote and the you know I I did tweet it out like I kind of clipped it and retweeted it I think but it was along the lines of Elon Musk grew up in an elite white neighborhood in South Africa and was surrounded by anti-black propaganda like that was that was the article right mm-hmm. to which uh, Ted Dabrowski replied judging people by where they grew up thought we were past that <laughs> Ted Dabrowski. And well next done. thing you know, our boy, he's getting quoted in the New York Post. Look at that. I feel well, like a nice know. Gary's not even good enough for getting quoted in the New York Post. Is this Greeno. being shared with me or just the, our viewers? Because I can't see anything. I've got nothing up on Oh, you screen. can't see anything. Oh, Greeno's. No, everyone can see it except you, Greeno. There you go. Ah, there we go. Yeah. There you go. Spot on. Well done to Ted. Ted uh, pointed out, though, Ted, on the gear. On the gear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Always yeah. on the gear. Always on Ted the Dabrowski. gear. Uh, well done there. Getting, getting a mention there on the New York Post. Absolutely. Um, seems like a good time to bring up our muted word of the week, Damo. Oh, good. Yes. I, I am getting into this uh, flavor, this this trend that we're doing, this well, muted uh, word of the week. I like it. I would, actually, could I do a double down? Can I do a step back in time yeah. plus a new muted word of the week? Absolutely. about pinatas. Go for it. To a muted word of the week that I actually put in a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and for some reason, shit started slipping through the cracks, which frustrated me a little bit. So we need to get Elon on this ASAP. Okay. Um, I, I, re- I realised something randomly was coming in. That stupid Star Wars May the 4th shit was seeping into uh, my time. I love May the 4th, Grant. No, fuck it. Fuck, it's fucking horrible. It's muted. Now, you know, you're, you're not a Star Wars fan, though. Nah, See, no, I'm a it. Star Wars nerd, so I love May the 4th yeah. just because it's dumb. You know, It's very dumb. So yeah. I, I went back through to my muted words, and that literally, after Trump, was my second muted word. <laughs> All the May the 4th shit because I got sick of seeing it in my timeline. Okay. So what so, is there like a lifespan on your muted words? Do they just automatically come back? So I had to like make sure I re-upped it and any variations on May because I realized <laughs> what it was. It was variations on May the fourth. So it was it said forever, yep. but people like like misspell it and then kind of sneak in. So uh, then I had to like take into consideration people's fuck ups. So I put in variations. Fourth is one word, four with a th. Uh 
uh, people just fucking up the way to spell it. I put all of them in there now. Everything muted, which brings me to this week's muted word of the week. And well, the just be- of the- just before you get to the muted work murder of the week, Greeno, you you bring up a good point. Like here, you are working so hard. Like if we're going to have crippling algorithms on social media. Can you mm. at least let us use them too sometimes? Like help out a little bit. Yeah, don't just block all of the good YouTube channels that we like. Don't just yeah. ban all of the funny Twitter accounts that we like. Look, can't you sometimes can we not sign up for something or can we not fill out a form to say, I want to just ban all of this kind of content off my feed, thank you. And it's gonna be all your shit. You know, yeah. all the shit that you want us to see. Anything that's promoted, I'm sick of blocking those cunts. Like, look like how I'm, hard you're working, Greeno, because, like, you've ha- you've muted this years ago and now it's coming back again and you've, you're have you now working for them because you're thinking yeah. of all the variations of May the 4th, of you May know? May the 4th, exactly. You're racking your brain thinking, how can I set up this algorithm? That's not for you. You're not getting paid by Twitter to do this. Elon's going to take care of me. I hope so. Fucking nice guy. Nice, uh, this week's Mute of the Word of the Week, though, because it ruined my timeline. I don't know why it was in my timeline, because yeah. there's no reason to be in there, but for some reason it was fucking flooding it earlier in the week. Okay. Met Gala. Met Gala. Okay. Now, I don't know what a Met Gala is. I don't know what it serves. I don't know what the purpose is, but it was there and it happens. It happens I every think... fucking year. Yeah. It's a bunch of people wearing some weird shit, okay. achieving nothing, rocking up, being rich cunts, <laughs> yes. and that is it, and okay. fucking up my timeline. Okay. It didn't fall into the bucket. Oh, oh and no, it almost did. Sorry, correction. So it didn't fall into sport eighties movie portionable in tit. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't enough tit to justify the amount of stupid frocks I had to see in my timeline. Okay. I right. look, look, I don't know what Met Gala is, but look when you, when you look say that term Well when you say that term, I'm thinking like like gay men selling a yacht. Close, okay. but on a runway. Gay men on a yacht talking, like, you know that show Selling Houses where they go and look yeah. at the house and fix it up? I want to mm-hmm. see, like, Queer Eye meets the yacht guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're doing up yachts and selling yachts. That's Met yeah. Gala 2022. I don't know what this else. Is, this is, is horse rich, racing. Nah, this is rich fuckers rocking up on a runway wearing clothes that uh, are basically the cost of my mortgage mm. but lecturing us on climate change. Oh. Uh-huh. That's, that's what the Met Gala is all about. Oh, okay. uh, well, and, and wearing clothes that are completely impractical in any way, shape, or form for modern usage. Like, no one's rocking up with some quality tracky dack. Uh, I don't see no puffer jacket. Mm. Uh, I haven't seen no quality beanie. None of the above. What, what we see is basically the uh, the very fancy plucker duck outfit, if, if anything there. The most so in, the most inappropriate the most inappropriate clothing I've ever seen, Greeno, was in Scotland. And mm-hmm. I was in Scotland in like the middle of like their coldest winter for years and years and years, right? It was yeah. literally freezing outside. And I, I remember we were walking around on like a Friday night. And you know how you'd get like, remember 18, 19, 20 year old, the kind of nightclub skank screen back in our day? <laughs> yeah. Right? Slappers. Yeah. yeah, the slappers, exactly. But 
you would have Scottish slappers who would hang around like the Scottish clubs that we were going to and drinking at. Wearing Ugg boots, but with miniskirts? Oh, no. Like it, it, like it would literally be like minus five degrees Celsius or something outside. Yeah, yeah. And they're, lit- they're fucking walking around in miniskirts and fucking titty tops, Screeno. Nice, Gary. You've got to get the bait out, sir, if you're going to yeah. bag a fish. And it, like they're so cold. Like you look at them in the face. They're fucking, they're in pain. They're freezing. Mm. They're literally fucking freezing on the street, but they care so much. Yeah. Like, it must be tough for the Scottish whores, you know? It's so fucking cold up there. Like, what are you supposed to do? And no wonder Kimi Raikkonen is such, such a sex pest, Greeno. He probably wasn't He probably wasn't a day younger than 25 years old before he saw a native tit in his country. Nice. Minus 20 degrees everywhere he walks around. Uh, I like it. You make a good point. Yeah. Uh, Damo, time for uh, your story time. Bit of oh, Friday night buzzer beaters. I like sir. stories about pinatas. Got a little story for you, and it, it's a story, but I think it's going to carry through to a lot of people. Greeno, now okay. I want to know about your experience, though. This is like a talking point. It's more like remember the old segment we had the elevator talking points. Oh, talking Damo's talking points. Talking where you points. Rattle off a bunch of angry shit back to back for six minutes with elevator music in the That's background. Right. Good Just, segment. Yeah, just to kill time because it wasn't enough to play two songs, so we had to do something else as well yeah. back in the day. Yeah. yeah, so have you ever had this experience, right, Greeno? Now, you're working away Friday. You just, you, you, you've, you've, you've been on top of things. You're having a good Friday. Everything's flowing according to plan, and then you start getting this fear, Greeno, when you see the clock tick around to about quarter to four, 4 p.m. Does that sound yeah. one of those familiar uh, things? Not, not so much. I, I, I think I know where you're going with the story. Uh, I will reallocate that story to literally day before annual leave, mm. opposed to Friday. So I think I think I know where you're coming. Yeah. So you know, like you've you've got everything's sorted out. It's in the right organized. box. It's all organized. You're literally staring at the clock, doing the counting backwards. Doing the counting the backwards. We're getting getting to four o'clock. Yeah, four o'clock rolls by, pretty good. You get a couple of those late ones come in, and you know because there's a couple of people who leave their shit till the last minute, you know, and they're like they send it in. It's like okay, thanks, I could deal with that. So a couple yeah. of little handy things, and then four thirty rolls around, four forty, four forty-five, Greeno, and then it hits you. And then, then that one comes in and it's one of those ones where it's like, it's not even something you can't, it's so big that you can't address it, but you know that you can't address it because it's so big, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's fucking quarter to five on a Friday. Yeah. Those are those Friday buzzer beaters, Greeno. Mm -hmm. Now, one of them rolled into, now I was in a really fucking top flight, good mood, everything was good. And then you get one of these fucking crackers that rolls in at quarter to five, and you're like, okay, now how the fuck do I handle this? Now, there's two options, Greeno. <laughs> there's two options. Do you address it now or do you put it off? Because there's no right answer. Now, I want to I no, feel right you answer. out. Okay. That's definitely a right answer to, to that particular question. Okay. It's a, def- it's a definite put off. It's there's no way off. you do it. You don't, now, you don't even address. You don't, I don't, even, you don't no, think about no, it. No, you don't open no, the attachments. No, you don't do it. You, you haven't worked office for, for very long. No. You're, you're pretty much fresh to this office, Kate. But now yeah. you've got to understand, I'm, I'm an office veteran. So mm-hmm. I'm an so you've well, this got is to why I'm doing... coming to you, though. This is yeah. why I'm asking. It's, it's about strategy, especially on a Friday strategy. afternoon. <laughs> yeah. So Friday afternoon. Now, here's the thing. Now, uh, a couple of different factors. Now, for myself personally, uh, historically, I, I had a couple of different plans. But at, at the moment, uh, what I do on a Friday afternoon, I've scheduled a meeting. Okay. 
from three, I finish at four and I finish at five, three 30 to four. I've got a meeting with my boss. Mm. So my boss said, look, everyone send me your preferred time for a one-on-one meeting with us. We have to catch up once a fortnight. So everyone does like, you know, 10 o'clock, like 11. They want to get it out of the way first. Early in the week while they're fresh. I book mine three 30 to four. Now what that, what that does to me, right. Is if (laughs) anyone puts in a complaint against me, not responding to anything late on a Friday afternoon, I'm in a meeting with my boss at said time. I've got evidence that I'm busy and there's a reason why I didn't respond. Nice, Gary. So no one can interrupt me on a Friday afternoon because I'm chit-chatting with my boss over an off-important one on one now, Mate, no, one, nobody believes me when I tell them I'm best friends with Lex Luthor, Greedo. <laughs> they don't. But I swear to God I am. You think of everything. So the other thing I used to do, because that's only once a fortnight, so then I had another the other Friday uh, afternoon oh, to deal with. God. So it was very important yes. for like, they were encouraging team building. Look at the team leader. They're like, look, do what you can. So once again, Friday afternoon, between three and four, mm. I became DJ, DJ Shagrina. <laughs> What would happen is I would, instead of doing work, I would just post YouTube clips of fucking 80s and 90s songs to the team and we chat about it. And anyone try and message me, I'm like, sorry, busy. Team so meeting, myself, bro. <laughs> I'm doing team building here every second Friday when I'm literally just on YouTube looking up fucking nice, Britney Spears. Oh, God. So there's some little tips and, and tricks you can do. Oh. Uh, it's got to be booked into a meeting. you got to make sure your boss is aware. got to schedule that shit, hey. It can't be like an impromptu one, like, hey, no, if you've got time for a quick meeting or something, because he's planned shit on Friday, yeah, hasn't he? Exactly. Yeah. You can't just whack yourself on Do Not Disturb because you look bad doing that shit. As long as you, you're doing something that needs to be done, you just schedule it in a time that's more, most convenient hmm. for you to get out of there at the end of the week. I, mean, I literally had four emails and four messages in my meeting this afternoon yep. that came through, just fucking closed my computer. Oh, nice, Gary. Nice, I'm like, well, Gary. That's, that's Monday message. I'm in a meeting. It's fucking there. If anyone goes, why didn't you respond? I'm like, well, you messaged me here at 337, mm. 343, mm. 351, 357. During this time, my Outlook records show that I was in a meeting with my boss from fucking 330 to 415. What are you going to do? <laughs> What are you going to do? See, he's got an alibi. You are Lex Luthor, and nobody believes me. <laughs> nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Oh, fantastic. What a story. Story. Stories about pinatas. Next story time for you, sir. Cleaning house. Oh, do I want to go back? Well, that was your story, that last one. So I'll give that to you. I can give you a quick little story, Greener. You, you will probably hate this story, though. We'll go to a break after this story, though, and then we'll come back to Green Outlaws Politics Week 2. All right. Well, are we going back to politics already? No, trust me. It's good. You'll like it. Will I? Okay. Yeah, you will. Trust me. Well, I don't know if you'll like this. So, first of all, uh, there's this situation, Greener, we need to discuss. Where do you stand on the cleaner who comes to the house? What's your policy on that? Look, that's, that's a fucking very good question. I'm anti it. Because I'm, I'm the kind of person I need that sense of accomplishment for myself, mm. and I need to be busy at all times. It's funny. I'm so, anti it because I just don't like uh, people in my house. Yeah, well, that as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any fucking person in my house to begin with. Yeah, that that is point number three. But for me, I'm like, well, uh, there's, unless there's a, a physical reason why I can't do the shit myself, I'm either going to leave the shit dirty, or I'll just do it myself. Right. 
Well, the ladybugs booked a cleaner for today. Okay. Okay. Cleaner who come to the house. What cleaning are we talking here? Are we talking like general tidier? Are we talking like hard scrubbing? Uh, I think like a, just the annoying stuff. Like uh, there was like floors and bathrooms and just like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Man, because I, I look, I'm going to be honest with well, you. It's very important. It's very important to know what particular cleaning is being done. I don't to know. See yeah, I guess like a general tidy. Yeah, I get, like mopping the floors and stuff. And, you know, just I, I, I think like a thorough clean. They do stuff. They go around and they clean whatever. And, you know, they do a deeper clean than you would if you were just doing like a general tidy up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I'm, I'm, you know me, man. Fucking, we talked on the show a thousand times. Very, very frugal. Hmm. Is greener. Extremely. Now I need to understand what what state of despair was your home before it, it kind of reached the point where you're like, fucking, we need to get external cleaners in. That's a because silly question is, because you know it's never really in a state of despair. Like it's always pretty clean, you know. It's pretty good, and that's and that's my point. <laughs> I think you need to be seeing some mildew. Some some like dirt build up, <laughs> some uh, overall backlog mm. of grease and grime. Oh, like, look, I'm if, sure it's if around. I bring, yeah, sure. if I could bring someone in to clean my like yeah. oven range hood that has grease and fat's been building up for a decade, mm. maybe like that makes sense because that's that's a fucking job I really couldn't be asked doing. Mm. But if it's just literally like, oh, I could do with a bit of a mop, yeah. I could do dust. Nah, man, I'm, I'm not forking over hard-earned for that one. Well, I guess that, like, a difference is where you would dust, he kind of gets in there with, like, a like a little fucking damp cloth and, like, really gets in the grooves. And it's 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 a next level of clean, if you know what I mean. But was it, is it necessary? That's my oh, question. Look, was, I'm, it, I'm, was it at a point where you could notice that dust that he just cleaned out? Like, did you walk in post the clean and go... Fuck me, that little corner's a lot cleaner. You're asking, you're, cleaner. you're asking the wrong guy if it's necessary. I'd live in a garage. <laughs> I'd live I'd live in a garage and sleep on a blow-up mattress, you know. I do live in my garage pretty much. <laughs> no, Around the storage shit and empty beer bottles. That, that's you're asking the wrong guy. But nah. so so the ladybugs booked this guy and he came in and there was this situation, Greeno. He's been here for like at this point. It was the afternoon, and I'm like, you know what? I got work to do, so I just went in the office. I closed the door. I put headphones on. I'm like, I'm just gonna focus and get through my fucking Friday day. You know, my Friday yeah. shit. Like, let's fucking finish this week off on a high note, kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Right? And at I don't know about. He's been here about an hour, and I'm like, I'm gonna go out for a little cigarello, Greeno. But you know what? Look down at the pouch, and I'm like, getting low on the tobacco, Greeno. I'm going to have to okay. duck out and get a little bit more tobacco. I've got enough nah, you, for right now, but I'm going to yeah. want more later, and I don't want to have to go out later. This is about, you know, lunchtime, 12.30 thereabouts. I'm like, this is a good time. There's no kids hanging around the shops or anything. There's no parents picking the kids up. I'll be in. Yeah. I'll be out. I'll be straight back. I walk outside. Lady Boogs are still in the home? Hey. Lady Boogs are still in the home, though? She's still in the home. She's working away at her. Oh, cool. No, I thought you were just, like, leaving some random dude clean your house. Oh, no, 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 no. She's still okay, home. No, he's yeah. working away. She's still at home. She, I'm like, I walk out the front and this guy, this cleaner guy, he's parked Greeno right across my driveway, like right in the street. Why would you, why would you do I don't know. So you've, like, got a, you've got a big, fat, wide driveway. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Surely. You could look at that situation and be like, I can park anywhere here yeah. and I can move at any point. So it's not a good sign. Like if I see somebody who does that, I'm already and like I'm not doing it on purpose. 
Well, yeah, I'll give him a dick move, you definitely. dick! But I'm already subconsciously forming an opinion of that person because- Yeah, like, we know his character. Well, I'm, it's, I don't know if it's character, but it's definitely like, this guy must move? be so dense, though, that he's he's not only parked in the wrong spot, he's parked in the only wrong spot. Like, <laughs> you, can, you can park in the driveway and I'd still be able to get around you. Or you could park yeah. next to the driveway next and I'd be driveway. able to get out. But you've parked in the one spot that I can't get out from. Like, that's... Well, and also common sense would indicate... If you're going to fuck up anyone's driveway, yeah. fuck up the, the person next door's, not exactly. your customers. Yeah. Park right. in front of their driveway. Yeah. Do you want repeat business? Do you want to come exactly. back here? So, you that's, know. That's, that's an automatic dismissal for mine. Automatic. Like, right there and back. then. Just get rid of it. Right there and then, like, get out. <laughs> well, so you leave, know what leave, I'm like. Leave you're out. I, I have to get to the shop because I've got to buy my bag of tobacco and this guy's blocking yeah. the driveway. And now, you know what I'm like, I feel like an asshole now because I've got to go up to this guy and say, hey, mate, because he's working. And I'm like, look, man. That's his own fault. Mate, can Should you do me a favour? Can you move the car for he's me? He's not doing you a favour. <laughs> You're doing him a favour by not fucking tipping his car. Yeah, I know. Like, like a cow in a paddock, like pissed idiots. <laughs> like Captain America. Yeah. Like, I would, I just, like, you got a big truck. I just would have fucking reversed into it. Yeah. <laughs> What, damage my car to get his out of the way? <laughs> Just on principle. Yeah, now clean that up, cunt. <laughs> I feel like that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Well, so I went and got him. I'm like, look, man, can you do me a favor? Can you move your car? And he's like, where do you want me to move it to? And I, I'm kind of looking at him like, why are you asking me? <laughs> like, you know, you're in the one spot. That yeah. I don't want you to be. I don't care where you move it to. Just fucking move it, you know. But yeah. I'm not like that. So I'm like. Oh, look, and I go, look, he goes, can I park on a driveway? And I'm like, I would have normally have said yes, but this guy clearly had such poor kind of situational awareness. And I'm like, you know what? I literally said to him, Gruner, you know what? Don't park up on the driveway, mate. It's a bit tight. Because <laughs> <No! laughs> I thought, I don't trust cars, this guy. Like, you can fit nine cars in your driveway. I can. <laughs> and still be able to get out. But I, I, I understand. I wouldn't trust him either. No, I, I thought he's going to back in. He's going to reverse into the fucking lounge room or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy's that clearly dance. an idiot. That dance. <laughs> yeah. And I say, look, mate, look, just like, and I kind of point across the road and I say, mate, see that grass there in front of that gutter? And he's like, yeah. Right, right And I said, just park on that. And he goes, oh, okay. And I, and I had to think about it for a second. I said, no, I can't say to this guy, park on the grass, because he will park on he the grass. Park literally and on I, your mate, front yeah. And I yell out, hey, mate. And he kind of turns around. I'm like, on the street, like in front <laughs> of the grass. And he goes, oh, great. <laughs> Greta, Greta, I swear to God, he goes to me, oh, okay. No. <laughs> he was about to literally yeah. park up on your lawn like he was yeah. at a, a, a bush bash. That's, That's fucking it. sensational. So I, I go out and I say, look, mate, I'm just going to need you to move your car. I'm going to I'm gonna be back in 10 minutes, so don't park in my spot and shit. You know? He's like, okay, yeah. okay. So he moves his car. I go, I come back in 10 minutes. All's good. He finishes up. He leaves and, you know, you know, the lady Boogs walks out and I'm like, oh, okay, oh, everything's good. Now, about half an hour later, Greener, I get this kind of, I, I've got my headphones on and I hear this, and I'm like, what, what the fuck's that? Like, <laughs> and I kind of take one, you know that move where you take one earphone off? Yeah. And I'm like, is that you? And the lady books is like, hey, come and have a look at this. <laughs> I get the, come and have a look at this. Oh, that's never good. That's never good, right? That's a bit of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So I get this, like, come and have a look at this. I'm like, all right. 
And I go in and I'm led into the bathroom, Greeno, not like the ensuite, but the other bathroom. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what do you see here? And I look down and what the Lady Boogs has, Greeno, is one of those, you know, those kind of fucking vase, like a vase thing. They they put these sticks in it and they, it's like this oil shit in the bottom. The oil shit. Yeah. 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 I'm aware of what talking about. Yep. Yeah. So she's got like this little cabinet in that bathroom and it's like two candle things and one of those stick things with the oil mm-hmm. in it. And she said, when I walked in, all of these things were lined up one next to each other, like in a line. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. And she goes, that's not the way they normally are. And I'm like, oh, right. And she kind of moves them and she goes, have a look. And there's these big fucking blotches of oil, Greeno, on the fucking cabinet, Greeno. No, scary. <laughs> I swear to God. These, these huge. And what he's done, right? He's he's spilt the oil from the thing and it's seeped in because it's a wooden um piece yeah, of yeah. you know, a wooden piece of material here. It's seeped in. So it's there forever now, these big oil stains in this wood. This is the new bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's rearranged the things like the little oil thing and the two candles in such a way to cover it up. Cover it up. Fucking genius. Well done. Yeah. Give me a nice Gary. Nice Gary. Nice Gary. <laughs> this fucking idiot who couldn't figure out to move the car. So He's he sorted it out that way, and now we've picked up this thing that's got the oil in it with the sticks, and it's actually yeah. leaking out the bottom. And on closer inspection, it's all Burn fucking, it. it's all chipped and fucked, Greener. He's dropped it, so he's dropped it, and we look down on the floor. There's now oil splotches on the floor and shit. Oh no! And this fucking guy did not say, like, didn't own up to it, and yeah. now, but it makes perfect sense when you consider. The whole situation with the driveway, like he took the one dumbest, the one dumbest option, and then in this situation, like he must have known we would notice. He must have known that we would see that. Like we would have worked it out. The fact that there's cracks in the bottom, there's oil fucking everywhere, yeah. and it was out of order. No, uh, he just he just left it that way, and kind of was like, okay, see you later, big smiles. Yeah, he, he knows that's the thing. He knows that he did it, and we know that he did it. But, is this through like a, a reputable company, or is this like you found this guy in the the yellow pages? You're the asking the wrong guy. I don't. I think he's a professional cleaner. Like I think it's his job. You know what I mean? He was here at was fucking it? middle of the day. So yeah, but he's he's liable for fucking the insurance. It's going to cost to repair that fucking thing. <laughs> we should hit him up for insurance, Greedo. For a jar with oil with sticks in it. No, not the oil, the repairs to the, the stains in the, the woodwork. Yeah, I know, right? No, not the fucking jar. Who gives a fuck about the jar, man? Those things are so dumb. Like, fucking, he actually did you a favour getting rid of the stupid oil with sticks. Tugged off for a break. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Can't be your 
tunes. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot, tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. When we were kids and there wasn't any school, we'd sit and watch all the best cartoons. Eating cereal until it was noon. We never thought that 30 years later it'd still be cool. Saturday night and cheesy movies. The ones that used to show us boobies. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, Tesla. SpaceX. Galactic doodos. Did you see the um the SpaceX thing, Greeno, on Twitter before? They, they're now making rockets. You know how they always say that rockets are like very phallic things? They look like a penis. Yeah, but now they're making rockets that are like kind of silver. Like they look like that kind of classic silver chrome kind of finished dildo, Greeno. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so then we're now we've got flying chrome dildos heading into space at hundreds of miles an hour. Isn't it? Look, how, how is it? Think about it. Look, there's, there's a method to the madness there, right? Like if you're trying to, uh, you know, send out a message to other worldly beings, yep. go look, check us out. Check out our big dildos. Yeah. Big fat dildo. Yeah. Would they know what a dildo do? They have vaginas. Green uh, surely, surely. Well, it doesn't matter about the vaginas. Like, surely they've got orifices mm. uh, out there. In the do you other, sometimes, the other do you sometimes wish that we were living in a world like that was interacting with other planets so you could get like that cross pal- uh, planetary pussy greener. Would you be a fan of that? Would you Would you sample some of the local flavor if you traveled to, you know, Omicron Pussy I8? <laughs> would you? Or? Ah. Well, I think it'd be rude not to. I'm not. I'm not fucking racist, sir. What happens on Neptune stays on Neptune. My stays man. on Neptune. Hundred percent right. Notice how we didn't even mention Uranus because we're not hacks. No, no, fucking no. We got to yeah, stick with Neptune. Yeah. The cleaner gag. Ah, yeah. uh, damn it! Time for Greeno do some politics. Now fucking, I talked on the show last week. Where in the ass on Uranus. Um, I'm doing uh, this week. I'm trying to. I'm trying to simplify the election for, for the greater people because I don't pay much attention to any of the the election shit any other year. Mm. Like I said, I rock up. I put my dick and balls on the uh, little ballot and this I send is, it in, and yep. everyone's happy days. This is the first year you've. I've let you. I've said to. I've said to you, Greeno, my kind of my I'm, best mate. I'm like, you know what, Greeno? I threw you the keys. And I'm like, why don't you drive this time? And you're like, really? I drive the car. Really, yep. Boogs? You and, want me to drive? I'm like, yes, mate. I want you to drive, and I'm in the back seat now. I got my feet. Up on the front seat from the back seat. You know that move, Greeno? When you put your yeah. feet up on the shoulder of Chilling. the passenger seat? Yeah, I'm doing that thing. Chilling. Smoking a cigarette in the back of the car, yeah. kind of drinking like a little hip flask of whiskey. Life's fucking good back here. I'm not I'm paying attention to the road. You're watching the road, the election road, Greeno. 
Right, that's right. And I'm doing it in the right way. I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm treating it like a job interview. Yeah. And that's why we're looking at this thing for, for our particular show. You take a more serious analysis on your show, that's mm-hmm. fine. On this particular show, we treat it like a job interview. I, mean, I don't week, know if I like, do serious, really. I mean, you well, were on my show when we were talking about the fucking the face mask, <laughs> the face mask with the built-in headphones, Gary. No, okay, I, I will not listen to these wild accusations that I'm somehow more serious. At some point, you you do some actual analysis, whereas this show, I just do stupid jokes. So I was talking last week about this thing is basically a job interview. The election is like a six-week job interview where you're like, look, uh, and then I realised if I went into a job interview and just going, hey, the other guys out there, they're they're shit cunts. Um, Like, I don't know how how much that would fly. You're going to hire the least shittiest cunt. That you can yeah, talk. it's just like yeah, I'm, but that's the thing. I don't need to tell you what I want to do. Yeah, all I need to do, I'm not going to answer your questions because that's not how an election works. Apparently, that's right. all I'm going to do is go. Other bloke shit cunt. Like, can you tell us about your policy uh, and what you want to do for the next four years? Other bloke shit cunt. Other so, bloke shit cunt. What are you going to yeah. do though? Well, the other guy. No, 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 no. no we don't answer those questions. Shit cunt. <laughs> and I <laughs> mean, look, you know what? Like they. Albo's it's me making the curry. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah, and look, Albo's pretty bad. Like he's he. That's really been his kind of only move. At least Morrison, at least pretends like he's not trying to do it. But Albo just openly like it's it, Albo's playing this constant game of but it's not rugby league with he's a shit cunt because they he's can ask cunt. him anything. It can be like Albo, what'd you have for dinner last night? And he'll go, well, you know, well, you know. When we're having dinner at home and we're talking about a family, one of the things that comes up is the price of steak. And Scott Morrison is such a terrible prime minister that its steak prices are going through the roof. It's like, Albo, fucking give it a rest, mate. It can't yeah. all be it's he's a shit cunt. At least Scott Morrison's got this at least Scott Morrison's got this like aloof attitude. He's like, well, I'm not even gonna bother with what that guy's talking about. He's a fucking idiot, you know. He's a shit cunt too. I don't do anything, you know. <laughs> 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 I'm just ghosted here. This guy's fucking buried himself. <laughs> like, it's fucking great. That's where go Morrison's ahead. go. At least I can no, respect that. He can't even answer a question. Yes. He's like, no, that's not my job to answer questions, mate. <laughs> now, the other oh, thing I realised, once again, we're, we're treating this like a job interview, right? Yes. So I, I've, I've done a bit more research this week, and I realised that the election is a situation. Imagine going for a job interview, Damo. Hmm. Where before you went into the interview, you wanted to sell yourself to the employer, right? Yeah. You're sitting there, oh, man, I need to sell myself. I need to get some advertising. Hmm. But then going and hacking into the <laughs> employer's bank account. <laughs> what? And fucking, and fucking spending a shit ton of the employer's money hmm. to put up posters about yourself before nice, the interview. Gary. Just rock up and go, hey, look, I know I don't work for you yet, yeah. but I'm going to take a bunch of your money. And fucking put up some posters about me. How does, you know, and I'll put up a bunch of ads about me. I'll, I'll put in like little sneaky radio ads. Or I'll hack into their YouTube, mm. put in some ads there. You want to, you know, oh. Pornhub. If you want to get in their Pornhub, we'll fucking we'll hack into that as well. And, and just imagine, imagine seeing like Anthony Albanese before you jerk off <laughs> on Pornhub. <laughs> so that's it. Political ads. Definitely going to ruin the boner. But, Greeno, Greeno, but, but uh, look, you bring up a very good point, but I want to put something to you. I want to give you a little bit of devil's advocate here, Greeno. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand the frustration of them spending taxpayers' money to, you know, celebrate this election circle jerk, but the alternative is, Greeno, they just take money from anybody. 
Now, which they do anyway. Which they do anyway. So, like, look, I agree <laughs> with you, but I'm almost at the point because I don't want, you know, I, look, take America as an example, right? A billion dollars in an election. That's fucking ridiculous. That's nuts. And we're doing yeah. our best to get up there now because we just copy whatever they do. So it's like, oh, okay, well, we need to start spending $400 million, $500 million. It's like, no, 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 no. I reckon just give them all, like, let's give them all $1 million. Let's make it a game show. How about this for a fucking idea? Like a supermarket sweep. Yes. We give them a million dollars starting budget and then Australia votes like fucking Big Brother. <laughs> but by the end of the election cycle, how did you spend your million? How good did you go? How far could you stretch it? And then by the end, we vote via text message. Okay, well, fuck them. 100%. You're fucking, you're, that's a fucking great idea. We're fixed this here. I know nothing about politics. Yes. You know nothing about math. Between us, we fixed it. Nice, now, For me personally, every election, it generally comes down to who I think is the best economic manager. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, like, I don't fucking have a particular party. I just go, look, which of these two particular parties do I think is not going to fucking send the country completely broke and help, help out me out financially? That's who I generally is going to vote for for the most part. That's my key kind of issue, and then I'll kind of work it from there. Mm-hmm. Now, if you if you can get to the end of an election cycle and still call everyone a shit cunt and still have half a mil in the bank, I'm voting for that guy because I'm like, well, he's a very smart economic manager because he managed to call the other guy a shit cunt the entire time and he only spent half a million dollars where the other bloke spent the full million and still shit cutted it up. That's it. Like, that's the guy I want to vote for. Yeah, this is a fucking great idea. You're I reckon you should get – how about this, Greeno? How about this for an idea? What if you got one and a half votes for every dollar you save? That, yeah, now exactly. It suddenly becomes a budgeting thing. It's like, yes. well, well, I could go on this particular, like, radio show, but that's in copies of money, yeah. and I could call them shit kind over here. But if I just do it in a private setting for free yeah. – Oh, maybe I'll save that buck fifty, and there comes a bit of strategizing. Well, maybe the it's guy, maybe the guy who spends one dollar on the election, which is literally buying the sausage sandwich when he goes to vote, mm-hmm. maybe he wins by default because he gets you know nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine times yeah. one point five votes in the bank already, ready to go. Green, no, he's already heads yeah. up. He's he doesn't even that. have to campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. See, this is why this is why Greeno does politics, mate. This yeah. is the way we get. We're fucking fixing shit. I know. We'll fix this country in no time. You and me. Exactly. You came across this uh, weird flex, bro. Weird flex, uh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, unfortunately, one of the side effects of a federal election campaign in this country, Greeno, is all of these B-grade celebrities who latch their demon-like lips onto the genitals of the, uh, you know, the electoral leaders. And just kind of fucking follow them around and suckle for the next six weeks. They like to get involved. They want to be opinionated. You know, they're edgy, Greeno, these B-grade celebrities. And they come out with things that are often own goals. Uh, this particular one comes from friend of the show, Francis Leach, Greeno. Who's- there's, a lot of, there's a lot of Francis in today's rundown, I've realized. There is a bit of Francis. It's back-to-back Francis, and then Francis is in segment three, too. He is. Francis Leach, who was what ABC kind of sport guy back in the day, Triple J sport guy. Is that him? Because it turns out I was following Francis. I'm like, why the fuck am I following Francis? Why am I getting all these weird? Why am I getting these weird Francis tweets? And yeah. then I realised I was following him from back when he used to be a sports reporter. He used to like be a ten sports years reporter. ago. Yeah. And then now he just he's just a bitter old man, as you pointed out. Well, no, um, no, it's incorrectly. No, I actually said he tweets like an old woman. <laughs> it's a old difference. Woman, my yeah. Yeah. 
So he's he's you know he's getting involved in the election campaign because it's it's B grade election campaign season and that's what B graders do. And he says, guarantee the essential services we all rely on. This is a little bit of an attack on, you know, Josh, uh, what's his name? Frydenberg, Greeno, Josh Frydenberg. He's, he's been getting a lot of publicity this week. Like, Josh must be in a fair bit of trouble because the the Liberals have really fucking put out the, like, the marketing like hardcore this week. Oh, mate. I've seen nothing but Josh this week, so he must be in a fair bit of shit. Mate, he's, he's the treasurer in a government when inflation's going through the roof. He better be in fucking trouble. No! Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like yeah, you should be in trouble. Like whether it's fair or not, it doesn't matter. Whoever's holding the fucking um, lever at the time when it happens, they're blamed for it. That's just the rules. It's just the way it, it goes. This, it goes. This is my first interest rate hike since I've become a homeowner. Yeah, like, and we've been down near zero for basically twenty years since nine eleven. Yeah. Basically, we've been down near zero. Yeah. Absolutely nothing, but it's gone up triple. And you're like, what? Well, yeah, well, what do you mean? What do you mean that's going to go up? Well, it just Fuck means me. there's going to be another housing crisis right around the corner. That's what it means. And then if, yeah. if you're... If you're in a position, if you're lucky enough, if you own enough equity, that's the thing. You've got to have some a little bit of equity tucked away because then you can always borrow against it, you know, if you need mm. to, and just pull yourself out if you just need to scrape by. But, yeah. you know, if you've got enough equi- equity, then, of course, you know, when people – like the upside is when people start getting kicked out of their homes because the banks start raping them, then you can buy them cheap. Nice, Jerry. Get in while you can. Yeah. Then suddenly it's not a housing crisis because there's fucking houses everywhere because yeah. no one can afford them anymore. Congratulations, Chinese! Congratulations, Chinese Communist Party on, uh, you know, employees. <laughs> You're about to be yeah, get some more investment yeah. properties around Sydney. Congratulations! So Francis Leach wants to get involved in the election. He wants to get on the end of that algorithm, Greeno, and he wants to reboot cool. his popularity. And he makes a little point here, and he's basically slagging off the treasurer of the current government, and he gives a couple of points why he he's slagging them off. Look. He didn't order the vaccines, okay? He didn't make the vaccines. So he's basically saying, look what a bad guy this is because of these things that he didn't do. He goes on to say, and this is a weird flex, bro, didn't build any quarantine facilities. Nice, Gary! Which I thought was interesting because there were fucking, there were people so far to the left of Francis Leach that you would think that they're back around the other way who would say, yes, we didn't really like the idea of the quarantine facilities, you know, because... I thought Francis was the kind of guy who didn't want to lock people up in facilities, Greeno, when they come to the country. I thought that was evil. No, no, no. Mm. We, what, we want to, what we want to do is let anybody, we want to let the foreigners who arrive here in and not put them in a facility. But when the Australian citizens return during COVID, no, no, we need to lock them up and put them up behind barbed wire. I mean, nice, it's fucking nice, Gary. Gary. So, weird flex, bro. I hate this government because they didn't build more fucking Korean prisons. I mean, well done. <laughs> well done, Francis Leach. I mean, he's a political fucking genius, this guy, isn't he? He's got it covered. Got he, it covered. He's, he's looking good. Well uh, I'll tell you who does, who does have the, the politics covered. Hmm. It's uh, the Daily Telegraph or the uh, Melbourne equivalent who's put out a bit of fucking more political wolf of wars. Wolf of wars, we love them. <laughs> we took the political wolf of wars last week. We had the Prime Minister last week. And that this is when I knew the Treasurer was in trouble because this is a double down. This is both a wolf and a wolf a and a war because... He's, he's like, fuck me. Like, I'm in so much trouble right now. We're about to add an extra 2.25 to 0.10 uh, points to the, the cash rate. 
Fucking, we need the kids and we need the dog and we need a front page. Now, apparently this is news. This isn't propaganda. We ain't living in fucking China right here. This is apparently news uh, with Joss Frydenberg, (laughs) his wife and his two kids. Fight of my life, Greeno. Fight Fight of my life. life. With his career on the line, federal treasurer. Warns electing teal independence will be a horror show for our country. You know, there's a there's been a lot of talk of this teal independence, Greeno. What that is basically is sane people who have voted liberal all these years and then have watched the Liberal Party over the last five, six years and decided, nah. nah <laughs> I'm not nah. I'm not having any of that. I'm gonna go to someone else. And then the Liberal Party's coming out and saying, hang on, if you don't keep voting for us, the country will fall apart. And it's like, oh nice no, Gary. Nice Gary. That's that's literally blaming the victim, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Well done. So but hey, look, if you get on the Sunday paper, Greeno, with a pug, that's a nice little pug they've got there. Yeah. That's that's you a wolf. Know? That's a wolf, and you've got the kiddos, Greeno, hugging. One of the kids is hugging the dog as well. Wife's hugging him, big old family man. That's right. Now, now I'm looking at this guy, and he, I'm looking at the mouse he's got to feed. I don't trust him with my money. <laughs> I don't like. He, he's he's going to struggle to to make ends meet with all the uh, the government rorts there. You're right. Uh, and uh, the so I'm looking at that, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's a man. He probably needs a bit more of a paycheck. Yeah. Maybe the leader of the opposition. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I'd be open to the idea of the opposition. Tre- like, I want to see what the o- opposition treasurer has got to offer. But unfortunately, Greeno, he never takes pictures with either puppies or babies. So fuck him. No. He's definitely not getting on any He's not getting elected. Fuck no. He's not getting my vote. If I don't see a cute dog in his lap at some point, he's I'm not voting for him. Not voting for him. That's that's the that's what they should put on all the posters. Once again, you know, forget forget your little like you know. I'm the, I'm for this and, and the little smiley face, aren't I? How can how life. can you trust Chris Bowen? He doesn't even own a puppy. Just have a fucking dog. That's not even that's not even fucking Frydenberg's dog. I guarantee it. That, that's a that's fucking. A, that's a ringing dog. That's a stooge dog. A I guarantee dog. it's a stooge dog. <laughs> I don't think it's a dog. Oh, that's enough talking about Australia being shit. Now let's. I let's like talk stories about, about pinatas. You've let's got a story, Greeno. Come on. No, not a story. I've got us talking about how we're number one, David. Are we? When are we number? We're never number one at anything. That's such a lie. We, we are number one. I really should. Awesome. I've got to load up all my pictures. Ah, uh, what's this story? This what's is about. I just wrote it, isn't it? I like stories about pinatas. Story. It's something about where number one is. Is like fucking Rona infection rates or some shit. Oh no! You know what it is, Greeno. It's a. Now, a what we got here? Now, wait, I'm pulling up. Here we go. Daily new confirmed COVID nineteen cases per million people. Yes. Currently seeing. But Greeno, hang on, Greeno, hang on. Before I think you need to present this with the appropriate level of respect. Now, hear me out here. Come with me here on this, okay? Okay. Because I've got something right. for you. Now, we're number one, though. Don't fucking ruin we're number I'm not one. Gonna, no, I'm definitely not ruining we're number one. But there's, there's a way to approach these things. Now, we have done segments in the past, Greeno, where we have kind of, in a mocking way, compared New South Wales to our great nemesis, Victor. Well, one of our great nemesis. Really, everybody hates us because we're the best. So, yeah. you know, fuck them. But one of our great nemesis, Victoria. We were yeah, mocking but Dictator them. Dan was fucking trying to take our hatred. That's right. Dictator Dan was like, oh, we don't want to end up like New South Wales. And we're like, hang mm-hmm. on, what are you talking about? Because we're the competitive ones. We're like, yeah. we've got way more COVID cases than you, bro. 
fucking COVID out the ass right that's now. Right. We're getting ass COVID. That's how that's how we're going. That's right. We're we're killing it in the COVID stats. Sydney, fucking fuck yeah, bro. Sydney for life. Well, outbreaks everywhere. We got fucking cruise ships coming in. That's it. We're spreading COVID like you wouldn't fucking believe. Believe. We're, we're gonna add in the water, mate. That's fuck. We've got underground nightclubs. People are fucking and coughing in each other's faces. It's fucking amazing. We're spreading COVID like wildfire out there. Yeah. We fucking love it. So we're gonna, Victoria. So we're gonna, gonna fuck it up. Can, can, Victoria can go suck a dick, Green. Fuck them. So <laughs> we, you know, we've been doing this segment for a while, but you know, we have taken a little bit of backlash from people who have said, "Well, you're not doing it seriously enough." You know, it, this is a this is a serious topic. You've got to treat it with the amount of respect. So, in the spirit of that, I wanted to treat this next story with the amount of respect it deserves. So, how about this, Green? So. All right, we're back here with the daily COVID-19 update, ladies and gentlemen. Lots of COVID cases going around the world. If we check the stats here, Australia is kicking everybody's ass. 1.5K COVID cases for every 100,000. Europe trailing behind in second place, the United Kingdom in third. The United States lowly, 160.55. As we go to our reporter down there on the ground, Greeno, what do you got the first, Greeno? How are the Americans going to make this up, my friend? Uh, it's a big, a big ball here because they're looking at 10% of the overall Australian cases in the space right now. They got a big number to make up. They got 90%. They're coming into their winter season. They're coming out of their winter season. It's going to make it even harder. Australia's coming into their winter season. We're spreading. We're traveling. We're reducing our, our restrictions. We're just going straight out there. I can see the Australians extending this lead, taking it from 1.5, 1, pushing it up to a good three. Good three clean up there. I reckon we can get further ahead. Europe, Europe's got all of those countries to worry about that. We're fucking way ahead there. This is Australia. Australia's not going to lose. It's going to take the, a choke of uh, amazing proportions for Australia to lose this lead compared to America. We're number one, baby. We're number one. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, Greeno, you got to hand it to those kangaroo fuckers down there. I mean, they really know how to spread a fucking disease. Am I right? Well done, Australia. We'll be right back after this with the latest AIDS numbers. And don't, th- don't forget the Cancer Hour, 11 p.m., hosted by Billy Bob. Let's go. It's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we are in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. 
I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus <laughs> Christ! What are you fucking Asian dick crazy? <laughs> you. <laughs> you have to ruin my evening. Like I, I was just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, get, you gotta, you just gotta do that. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, hate come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yes, back on the dark place, gentlemen, boys and girls. Anyway, something I didn't notice, we've uh, been looking at those numbers yeah. until I was just staring at the ad break. Hmm. I, the whole point of that joke was like, yeah, we're way ahead of the US, but yeah. good on us. Yeah. I didn't realize there was a world, a world number. In that stats, and oh, we're fucking like smashing it. The world is at seventy-eight point three six. We're at one thousand five hundred thirty-four. Fucking nice, Gary. So we are dominating the whole world. Nice, Gary. And you know what? It's isn't it? Isn't it so reassuring, Greeno? Like, I mean, obviously, looking at this graph horrifically, we must be in the grips of a of a COVID fucking nightmare. Like people are just dropping dead in the street. But it's like I go out there, and everyone's like. Hey, how you going? Hey, how's everything? How's everything? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Nobody's wearing a mask. Everybody's getting on along fine, you know? I don't well, think there's might, any tragedy. I might explain those numbers. <laughs> that's, well, that's we, we're, thin, we're thinning the herd, you reckon? Maybe maybe life will be more, you know, casual once we, <laughs> yeah. once we get I'm rid of all the these cases. One, I'm legit the only one wearing masks into my kids' daycare these days. And I'm like, well, I don't I see just, any – dude, I don't go out that often anymore, but I don't see anyone wearing a mask anywhere I go. I'm, I'm in a situation where my wife is literally in full. I know it's like, different for you. You have to consider as, that as shit. Foods, because I'm just saying, like, as an observation, oh, I don't see oh, anyone. No, I, no, I'm with you. Like, yeah. we, we kind of joke about it because, like, my wife sent me pictures of like devastations happening in her fucking like aged care facility, yeah. and I'm, I'm sitting there. Everyone's rocking up. On Mother's Day, fucking stalls. I can rock on up. Dick out. Cock out. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> dick <laughs> out at the Mother's Day stall. <laughs> Why not? Drip it in the like, tr- drop it in the truffle greener. That's it. Yeah. No one gives a fuck anymore. This is like, oh, no. I know there's literally, literally a quarter of Australia has been infected since the start of the year, yeah. which is just an insane fucking number. Yeah. Um, have you like, had it? You haven't had it, have you? No, because I'm, I, I still wear, wear a mask and shit, and I don't really go out and fucking interact with people. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think I think I had it like a couple of years ago, but as I get further away from the experience, then I feel like, oh, maybe I didn't, you know, but then maybe that's just like the time. You know, it gets less harsh the the further on you go. You know, and when you look back, you're like, actually, I'm not sure it was that bad. 
But if you Mate, really yeah. do think about it, you were in bed going, <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking that kill was me, mate. Like I, I had a flu probably two years ago, yeah. just before the Rona, and that was that, the worst. That was the was, worst I felt. Yeah. Like I, I remember. It was about the same time. Look, dude, it was about the same time because remember you came over here and like you were sick like a little bit before, but it was like you were you were better now. And then yeah. remember, like we got sick like a week after. I'm not saying it had anything to do with you coming here. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck oh, you. I, I, was on, I was literally on death's door when I got sick, mate. Like, I, I wouldn't have got out of bed and rocked up to your place if I was coming in any shape or form. No, it's just the way it worked out. And then I remember the lady Boogs got really sick. And I was kind of like keeping her in the bedroom, locking her in there. And I'm like, look, just sing out when you want some fucking chicken soup, okay? Mm. And I'll bring it in, but I don't want you walking around. I don't want you touching right. things in the kitchen. Just fucking stay in there and be safe. Stay away. Yeah. yeah. And we we nursed her back to health. And I'm like, oh, phew, that was lucky. And then two days later, I start getting the fucking sniffles. And I'm like, oh, mm. no, no, I got it. And I think that might have been that, Greeno. But then, you know. I don't know if I've had it or not. I'm not gonna. Tr- I'm not gonna ask. I don't care. <laughs> I'm still nice. here. You know. You move on. Nice no, care. exactly. Nice. Suck a dick. Yeah, suck a dick. Reporting. <laughs> it literally is a situation of like it becomes that matrix thing where you're yeah. trying to dodge bullets and shit. That's that's what dodging COVID is in this this one at the yeah. moment. Where between like my kids at, at daycare, school, my wife in an outbreak at her work, uh, visiting family members over Easter, and then they fucking caught it and it's just like well we saw him four days ago then you're like you're doing fucking tests and i'm like at this point I'm just, giving, mm. I'm just giving up on the fucking tests because right. you know they're not they're not like the that's one of the biggest scams ever like oh. we want to fucking turn into joe rogan here like fucking those rats are the biggest fucking money making scam i've ever seen because <laughs> the amount of people that are positive that are taking it and like now nah, you're negative and then they're going out catching it or have already had it and then four days later, they're testing positive, but they were positive four days before. Oh, and you're like, yeah. well, fucking, why, why did we spend $80 on these fucking tests? Like, well, I mean, like, at, you know, at the vaccine place, I remember, Greeno, like, remember that I was telling you that because I went to that, the fucking one in the stadium, it was a surreal experience. Yeah. I did a Tony, podcast, yeah. On his first day, you did it on this show. That's it. And I, like, when yeah. I got literally, as soon as I got home from that, I went and like did a stream. So if you want to check it out, Daily Boogie, it was uh, the funniest. It was good. I got vaxxed. <laughs> I think it's I got vaxxed, ask me anything. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> it's funny. But it, well, it was such a surreal moment because it was like you're in a dystopian, fucking futuristic, kind of bleak um, movie script. Like, we're all being funneled into this fucking stadium, Greeno, to be mm. administered. You know, it was it was quite dark and macabre when you look back on it. You know what I mean? But um you know, So you we, did it the wrong way. You should have done my one. We did ours at our local TV. Yeah, bar. I should have done your one where you'd lie about it on your fucking phone. Nice <laughs> <laughs> Say that you're vaccinated when you're not. You right. uh, we, we went down to our local titty bar, <laughs> yeah, strippers were administering it, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> It was good times. Would you? I'd, uh, I mean, I'd be down. But how many vaxes can I take in a day? You know, if I'm down, if I'm taking them at the titty bar. Here we go. Back. Have you been? Have you been back? No, no, no. I haven't done. Better give me two. I can't, I can't even remember the last time I set foot in a titty bar, Grant. I think I'd feel very out of place if I walked into a titty bar these days. Yeah, it's an old school. Well, it's you become. We're, we're now the old guys. Remember well, when you were? Ones, yeah. When you were eighteen, nineteen, we went to titty bars a couple of times when we were eighteen, nineteen. Eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, you know, that's. We did, we did titty bars in two states, motherfucker. You know, like, we, 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 we did titty bars at like ten a.m. Open. That's, 
Like, we did. rocked up we did. in the morning. The, fo- the, the good morning old shit. Voxel no Inn, Greenock, Grandpa. That was the one. No oh, one goes nice, in the morning. Yay. We're like, why are people here? We don't understand. We're like, well, we've got tit and we're fucking 18. We've got nothing better to do. It's a Wednesday. Because I heard, I heard about this place because uh, I was studying, like, just around the corner. And when I was going to like going to the fucking place where I was studying, it was like seven in the morning, and this place was fucking selling beer. And I'm like, I might just stop in on my way, and you know, yeah. I'd grab a couple, grab a couple of long necks, Greeno, for the walk, for the ten minute walk <laughs> to the fucking <laughs> nice seven in the morning. And you walk in there at seven in the morning, and you, like Greeno said, like ten a.m. there was a titty shift on, and it's like, mm. what's going on at ten a.m. in this place? Yeah. It's a different fucking world, Greeno. Well, there's people in there. There was plenty of people, people in, in there. there. Yeah, I think I think they shut it down now. You know, incidentally, all these years later, I don't think that place is even there anymore. Wouldn't surprise me. Like yeah. 10 a.m. tit, you know. 10 a.m. tit. You would think that 10 a.m. tit is like. Oh, there was actually this place in Sefton. Do you know where Sefton is? Nah, I don't really. Sefton's like around the Villawood area, you know, like on, um, you know, like out the back of Parramatta when you're heading out. Oh, towards, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So it's out there, and there's this. There was this place in Sefton. I think it's called the Sefton Inn. And they used to they used to do green. I get this topless at six a.m. Six a.m. They would open with topless waitresses, and it was called Tits on Toast. No, <laughs> Tits on hell. Toast. I don't know. Look, six a.m. is a bit six early. Six a.m. Well, just a you, little bit too early. Like I never went to it. I never went to it, but I did cruise past a couple of times because it just happened to be on my way home back then. And yeah. these, it was literally all the fucking night shift guys, you know. So it was yeah. basically a, a, it was a nightclub for the night shift guys. Six a.m. is when you knock yeah. off, you know. Yeah, right? no, fair call. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. I, I feel like this is where we need Steph and Sears poll. Like, what is the nice, uh, most appropriate time for morning strip club tit? Look, look, we BE need- in the chat, Greeno. BE, we used to do tits on toast after night shift. Six a.m. There you go. Nice, there you go. There you go. We have confirmation. Tits on toast. There you go. <laughs> what did I? All right, well, maybe, maybe what were we talking group. about? What were we doing? Uh, we were about to do fans love their talk TV, Damo. Fans love their talk TV. This now, is we've, we've talked about the, the plight that is uh, Thursday 9.40, where yeah. fans, uh, despite the fact that the NRL can tell us they love their Thursday 9.40, it, it seems to rate below things called Gogglebox, where it's just uh, a whole bunch of crazy malakas watching TV and talking about TV. Hmm. And by a fair way. Like, it gets outrated by most things. So we always like to keep an eye on TV ratings to see if anything that kind of falls into the realm of, like, should we, should we get big rocking ratings based on publicity or what they're telling based us? Based on personality, based on publicity, yeah. based on exactly. hype, Greeno. Spot on. So Rupert Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch sorry. Murcock. Murcock. No, Rupert Murcock. Started this talk TV show. Got him Piers Morgan. That, that was their big sign. Piers Morgan. Right. Oh, I don't like Piers. I find absolutely dickhead. Never seen anything that I've enjoyed of his. So just uh, generally avoid Piers. Uh, everything I've seen him on is generally the cricket, and normally acts like a fucking dickhead in that. So well, realize can I avoid his regular shit? Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. Look, I I I, I sympathize with you. I don't dislike him. Like I don't. I don't really care about Piers Morgan. He's just another, he's kind of a moaning British, um, you know. Well, we need to make sure that we buttress ourselves against these political hate. Mo- he's just hes just another one of them, you know. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't find him particularly one way or the other. But Greeno, his show, right, they were hyping this thing on fucking Foxtel for months and months and months. And yeah. 
you know me, I only watch Foxtel when it's I'm watching the football, right? And they yeah. were playing these ads during the football for fucking Piers Morgan's new Sky News show. Now, I'm just trying to find on YouTube the ad for this fucking Sky News show. I wish I had recorded it. Uh, no, I've seen it. It's fucking horrible. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. Sky News Australia. Okay, here we go. Because he launched this new show and they had this kind of little trailer for him. Oh, I can't find it. Anyway, they had this little trailer for Piers Morgan. It was like... It, it, it's like if this was somebody the uncensored, right? It was yes, like uncensored. That's the one. Uncensored. Oh, anyway. it was so cringe. It's so bad. So he he once upon a time, Piers Morgan was a big dick in media. Mm. You know, he was a big. So didn't he go from fucking um, England to the the states? Wasn't he in the states? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so he he hit the big time. He got there. He made it right. Was it was it on Fox News, perhaps? Fox, yeah, but he was in. He was on like on Good Morning Britain or something, and then yeah. he went to the. He did like late night news kind of talk yeah. show, like a kind of Tucker Carlson type show, on yeah. one of the news stations. Then he went back to the UK, and now he's come here to Australia. We didn't invite him, mind you. I didn't invite nah. him. Nobody really cares about Piers Morgan here. He's a British guy, you know, and we don't really like them very much. So, <laughs> so Piers Morgan's out here and he's doing a show and. The way they advertised it on Foxtel Ground, I swear to God, it was like with news music, and it's the same old voiceover guy who must have been doing it for the last hundred years. <laughs> you know that guy? You know the guy. Yeah. And it's I like Piers Morgan saying things you can't say. It's like they're trying to cancel people on Twitter. <laughs> it's like Piers Morgan uncensored. And it's like, we'll stand up to those woke mobs and the cancel culture. And I was like, oh, God, stop. Nice, stop. So I'm not surprised when I see this. Rupert Murdoch's talk TV television channel has been rated as having, quote, zero viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Now, they don't actually have zero, but they have yeah. so few that it doesn't register. It doesn't register. There's so little people watching it come That's out right. as it's zero. Not zero. It's not it's, zero. It's, it's compared to well, everyone. It's yeah. relative to every other thing that's on. You know what I mean? Correct. Now, this is this is the official ratings, though, right? So that's their right. official yeah. ratings, yeah. when they pull up the numbers, yeah. show zero. Zero. Because <laughs> there's not enough people watching to register anything other than zero. <laughs> now, for context... This particular show, our ratings are based on fucking viewers. Mm. So our six yes. is fucking 600% more <laughs> than River Murdoch's no, TV based on their rating. So we're rating better than Piers Morgan. 600% Officially. better. Officially. Officially. With our six viewers. <laughs> 600% better oh, you're than Piers Morgan because we, we can prove that we've got six viewers. They can't prove shit. they got nothing. They're on zero. Oh, that was the dumbest uh, bit we've ever done. No, no, fuck, we've done way dumber bits than that. Um, like this one, story of 2022, Damo. This is the, this the dumbest is, bit. Oh, mate. No, this isn't us, though. This isn't on us. This is not my fault, okay? But this is the story you of 2022. <laughs> I know, yeah, but it's not my fault. I didn't do it, but this is definitely the best story that you know of this year. And it, 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 it's like when you see the best try of the year or the best mark of the year, the best goal of the year. When it happens, you know it doesn't matter what happens for the rest of the year. Nothing's going to beat that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing's going to beat this. I, 
I've had a penis on my arm for six years. Now I finally feel like a real man. Nice, Gary. That's the headline. Yeah. <laughs> now, look, we need to we need to deep dive. <laughs> Firstly, uh, how uh, how to begin with? Let's let's look at let's look at the how. Well, to, let me give begin. you the subheading. A British dad was left with a replacement penis attached to his arm for six years after his original appendage fell off in the toilet. Okay. So, uh, no, cool. that kind of answers the how. So so, no, 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 no. I'm just fucking, no, we need to talk about this. So, so it is his own dick. <laughs> so, so it was his own dick. He, he's, he's he's rocked up to the urinal and the the thing's falling. Oh, look, look uh, I better better take this with me. Better duck on down oh. to the emergency department. So he's ducking down the emergency department. Now you've got a couple of options when you duck on down the emergency so department. They've, they've gone. Look, uh, 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 Jim, we've got we've got two options. We can attach it back to your crutch, <laughs> or. We can- we can whack it on your forearm. And Jim's not about it. I've always wanted to fist fuck a chick. And he's like, fucking let's go to the forearm, eh? It's fucking, I, I, I wear long shirts anyway. I can just tuck it underneath. Let's go to the forearm. Oh, this way I can put my fist in her ass and my cock in her, you know, cunt and everything nice, works out. Nice, Gary. So, he's got, so then after having it attached to his forearm, Minister, Minister of Fun, give me in the chat, Greedo, says, I still want to know how badly he had to treat his penis for it to just fuck off into the toilet. Nice, Gary. <laughs> Very what point, was he Jimmy. doing to it? What was he doing to it? Is it a John White kind of situation? What, because what happened? they don't explain. They say it fell off. No, penises don't just fall off unless he unless he's a leper. Unless he's got leprosy. He could be a leper. He could be a leper. But, but then again, how is he growing another penis on his arm if he's a leper did he then? Grow one or did they just attach the existing? So that's what I'm saying. Like he's just attached to his forearm. And why did he take six years to then go, nah, let's put it back to the original spot? <laughs> I don't know what that like, like, how did, like, like, how does he take a piss? Like, how? Oh <laughs> come out his forearm now? Like, is it attached to a vein? I well, don't understand. Well, he just, he just stands there like Iron Man and sprays it out of his arm. Like, he kind of points at the urinal yeah. cough, Greeno. He can piss imagine, right in your face when he gives you the don't argue. Imagine, because like, I'm looking at this dude and they've, they've had to, like, pixelate his forearm, right? Imagine this dude on the campaign trail trying to shake fucking people's hand. Oh, mate. That's can, a bit awkward. You know what I think, though? I'm going to give them a dick move. You dick. Because I, I yeah, no, don't what, don't censor it. I want to see this penis on his arm. Yeah, I think it's made up. Pixar, I think, I think it, Pixar it, up. it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, this is the clickbait. No, I want to see his crutch. Fuck the forearm. Show me the painless and less area. I want to see what's happening in the crutch situation. Yeah. Because after six years, did the 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 fallen off bit just heal back over? Or mate, I'm not. Mate, I'm not interested. Like, I'm not interested in your wrist, dick. Show me your patch. <laughs> Or your patch, like fucking. I, I need more credibility check on this one. We need, mm. we need a Sky News debate. We can get Piers Morgan on this. Yeah. Imagine this dude rocking up here. That'll get the fucking ratings up to one. <laughs> a doctor built him the new six-inch member, and it was due to be attached in 2015. But due to a lack of oxygen in his blood, that means he's an alcoholic, doesn't it? Um, it was grafted temporarily to his arm. 
Then hospital delays and the COVID pandemic meant the £50,000 or $89,000 Australian greener NHS funded. Oh, so the taxpayers paid for this. There you go. Nice, Another one yay. for Albo and Scotty to argue about. Argue. Yeah. How, how many fake dicks can Scotty and Albo put on their forearms in the rest of these two weeks? Well, listen, listen, Scott Morrison. Listen, Scott Morrison has done a terrible job. We have recorded, we have, you know, done the numbers, and we figured out that Scott Morrison has paid for exactly zero uh, arm dicks. Zero dicks. Zero arm dicks to be grown on the the sides of of men. So, you know, clearly he doesn't give a fuck about the health of men in this country. Dickless men. Then hospital delays COVID pandemic meant the 89,000 NHS-funded appendage had to stay there during Malcolm, turning Malcolm's life upside down. An elderly lady once asked him to get an item from the top shelf of a supermarket, but the willy came loose and swung down near her head. Nice, Gary! <laughs> I'm telling you, this is the best story that I've ever seen in my life. I like that lady. Like, she, that that, that, that year has peaked at that point. Yeah. The dude's cop falls out of his forearm while he's grabbing some groceries for you. That's a fucking, that's a big day for her. Listen to this, Greedo. A keen darts player... He also told how he learned to tuck his arrows under it. <laughs> nice, Gary! 180! 180! Oh, look, we've got diagraphs here. Yeah, look. yeah, excellent. So his cock just fell off, eh? Just fell off. They don't explain. Well, they- no, okay, well, no, that's a fair point. Now, uh, my next question, what happened to the balls, Damo? Yeah, are they still there? Did it? Are the balls still there? Is it just the cock that fell off, or are they going to put some balls in later? Here's a question for you without notice. I like stories about pinatas. Let's let's say, Greeno, you're kidnapped by terrorists, right? And you're yeah. marched down to like a basement somewhere, and they give you a choice: cock mm-hmm. or balls. What are you taking? Uh, what's left or what's coming off? Like, what are they? They're going to cut one off. Cock or balls? Uh, balls. You say so you'd take the balls off, leave the cock. Yeah. Because yeah. what am I going to nice, do with fucking balls and a cock there? Set of balls and no cock. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you could grow one on your arm. <laughs> Have you missed the whole point of the fucking story we've been talking about for 10 minutes, Screeno? You can grow we one on your arm. You haven't established what happened to this dude's balls yet. Well, now we know, though. Like, you can keep your balls and just grow a, an arm cock. We don't know. <laughs> his, his balls fall off too? You Were can, the balls still there? You can, what happened to the balls? You can grow the a balls bicep. heal up over the gap? Like, I don't fucking understand. You can grow a bicep cock, Greedo, and just attach that <laughs> instead. Attach that to the balls. I don't see where you're going to hang the balls off your chin. <laughs> where are you going <laughs> to hang them? Off your tit. Yeah. One on each tit, Greedo. Yeah, off the ass like a uh, fluffy dice. Off yeah. a, uh, I reckon you hang them. I reckon you hang them on your belly like hernias, because <laughs> no one will ask and they won't want to look at them. No. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Well. Gary. Well done. The story. Uh, Damon, old man Francis. We're back to fucking Francis Leach. Oh, do we want to do this one? Yeah. No, no, skipping that. I want to talk about uh, last Give us night. Else. I'm, have, Let's have do you some sport the, uh, or something. Fuck it. I'm about to. Have you have you watched the the Greg Norman doco that's on Ko at the moment? No, but I was I jumped in. The, remember, I was telling you earlier how I had to go and pick up tobacco today. 
yeah, so yeah, I jumped yeah. in the car and I'm driving and I listened to the radio for five minutes, like on the way to I the shop. But I heard like, what I heard was, oh, the world number 238 has been signed up to Greg Norman's rebel tour. And I'm like, what, what, what rebel tour? What the fuck? Is there the like Saudi, a super really? league of golf now? Yeah, there is. So the Saudis, Saudis are like, fuck, we want to start our own golf tour. Uh, no women. In the desert. Uh, in the desert, and they're going to pay a shit ton to get some golfers over there. Well, they and just signed up. Apparently, the world the world ranked two hundred and thirty eight. So Westwood nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. No, because that was what Phil Mickelson was in trouble for because he signed up, and then and then the PGA Tour were like, "Oh, excellent, Phil, you're now no longer allowed to pay play on our tour." No, that's not so true because the golf clubs give the invitations out, not the PGA Tour. Isn't that right? Like, don't the golf clubs that? like Augusta? Can't he always go back and play every Augusta he wants because he won it once? Like, isn't that uh, the way potentially? It works? Yeah, but uh, basically, the PGA like. Everyone kind of goes, well, the PGA Tour kind of runs it, and that's why they started this Rebel Tour. Uh, um, but it came back to bite Phil in the ass because he gave this thing going, we know the Saudis are fucking crazy fuckers, like they'll cut heads off. But, you know, they're hard to deal with, but, you know, we're, we're trying to do what's right for the players for the money. And funny. Nice, <laughs> Did he say they cut people's heads? Pretty fucking. Like, he goes, we know what they did to that journo. Like, he didn't say they cut their heads Holy off. Holy he shit, Phil Mickelson. Like, Fine. Yeah, go look up Phil Mickelson Saudis. It's a fucking pretty funny story. So Phil, that's Mickel- why he, Phil Mickelson. That's why he didn't to... play the Masters. Oh, right, because he said that. Right. Yeah, so oh, it was our, he was shit. basically PGA Tour like, fuck you, Phil. You can't come and play our tournaments. The Masters is a different story, like you said. That's invitation. Yeah, but Phil withdrew from that. But he's the reigning PGA, uh, US PGA champion, yeah. US Open champion. Yeah. So – He's, he's now like he's obligated. Said, oh, he has to be invited. I, I want to play it, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, um, they can't ban him. Surely they can't. No, like, they can't ban him. But I think it's it's a bit of backlash towards it because it's a rebel tour. But the, the funny thing is, like they're going, oh, you know, players need to get paid more, treated better. But fucking golfers get paid out the ass. Like golfers are getting paid insane amounts of money to like every week. There's a new tournament, five million dollars first prize. Yeah, it's like horse racing. It's 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 an insane the amount of money these guys are earning. Uh, and so yeah, the fact that like, yeah, you oh, do invitations. Pay the guys right, like bullshit. Come on. Yeah, like you don't have to. You don't have to give a fuck about the tour if you're playing invitationals every week. Mm. You know, because you the, the guys who play well in the invitationals probably make more money than the guys who are doing the fucking ranked events. You know, it's money everywhere. Yeah, like, gives golf, a fuck. Golf pays crazy amount. I saw this thing um, on Twitter the other day where they're like. If you could be the best in the world at one sport for one year and then you had to, like, you you lost that skill, what would it be? And I'm like, I'd probably go golf just for the yeah. reason that I could literally earn fucking hundreds of million dollars of one year, win four majors if I'm the best in the world, and never have to work another day in my life. Every other sport, you don't get paid hard until later on in your career. Yeah. So you've got you to prove yourself year, first. Yeah. If I'm going to be good, like, I'm going to be good for one year, I'm going to play golf. Oh, mate, look, if, if I could play golf for a living, I would settle for a hundred grand a year and finishing fucking, like, you know, making making the third day 50% of the time. You know, mm. that would be good enough for me. Yeah, pays very well. Pays the fucking um, bills. Like, you can live very comfortably off that. I just think it's funny that, like, Phil Mickelson will always be remembered, I think, by most people as Tiger Woods' rival, right? Because he was around, no, but they were. Phil's a great player. Yeah, but the big, the big head-to-heads were between Phil and Tiger. But Phil has like Phil, but Phil has outlasted Tiger in many ways as well. 
Like, yeah, true. Tiger's well, had the big kind of life downward spirals, and now he's got yeah. the injuries. And but Phil's still kind of he just keeps on trucking. You know what I mean? He's yeah. when 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 we look back on Phil Mickelson, we'll we'll say, okay. I don't really know why he was so controversial, but you know what he was? He was just a good, honest kind of fucking blue-collar player. He wasn't a classy player or anything, was he? Phil uh, he's a good player, but he's a douchebag. That's a problem. Yeah, but he wasn't like a fucking silk. You know, he wasn't like a silky player. He was just the kind of very consistent, very good. Mm. Good and consistent. He was like the Pete Sampras of golf. Right? Yeah, he was. he's very Pete Sampras. Very boring, but yeah, at the same time. Bore his opponents to death. Yeah. But yeah, just happened to be in the same era. Like, if not for Tiger, he'd be considered. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. He already is considered one of the one of the best ever to play golf. Yeah. But like, oh, he was. He probably was. Ever. He was. Yeah, he probably was one of the best. Um, how many majors? He's won like seven majors, I think. Seven or eight. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he'll know. BE's in the chat. He'll know. I think he but won he like won. yeah. I think he won like seven or eight, which is like you know, in, like you said, in any other like, era. Nick Fado won six, and yeah. Nick Fado is considered one of the greatest ever. Yeah. Um, which means back to the shark, who's only ever won two. Nice, no, Well, the sharks <laughs> really just—it's it, only us who really care about the shark, like because he was at the time our greatest. He was this. He was known in other countries as the biggest choker. Because he lost so many fucking last days in the British. Was it the British? Oh, no, he kept losing. Right. So he, that's what the docker is kind of about. Okay. But he spent 361 weeks as the number one golfer in the world, mm. which is fucking insane. Like the shark wasn't just like an average player. He dominated the world. He just didn't win very often. But no, he won plenty. He just only ever won two majors. Which, when you think about it, that that phrase is kind of crazy. Like he only won two majors, but considers only four per per year. But the greatest ever win multiple upon multiple, and he just had What's no Tiger idea. up to, like 15, 16? 16, isn't it? Something like 16. that. Uh, Ian Baker uh, Finch won four, didn't he? No, Ian Baker Finch won one. 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 one British Open. One British Open. Um, yeah. But uh, that context. So, oh, players like like Gary Player, how many did he win? Like seven, six, seven? This is turning like into fucking like an election quiz, man. I don't yeah, fucking like, know. Answers, no, but you know what I mean? Like when you... <laughs> No, no. What I'm saying is, like, Greg no, Norman is revered. Point. Greg Norman is revered as this, like, um, you know, legend in golf. But it, you're right; it's such a a, lid, a weird little situation where it was more about his consistency than it was about his great victories. Right? Yeah. Well, he won. He won lots of tournaments, just not just majors. Yeah, but people only majors. remember majors, though. You know. Exactly. Uh, Gary Player, nine majors. Nine majors. There you go. And but so you would think of Greg Norman as at least equal to or if not above Gary Player, wouldn't you? I yeah, would. but once again, like, it's individual tournaments. So let's say Greg Norman won 50 tournaments over his career yeah. and only two of them are majors, whereas Gary Player won nine majors but maybe only 20 tournaments. Who's a better player? They just happen to have won in different – Oh, we like, got, we're getting some stats in the chat. So I think Rusty, Rice Man's in the chat, Greeno. I think he's a golf fan. Uh, BE saying Phil Mickelson won six and Gary won nine. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Greg Norman, <laughs> uh, Minister of Fun, Kimmy. Greg Norman has the biggest choker in golf for a different reason. <laughs> Remember we did that Greg Norman story? No, no because Kimmy, the, Kimmy Greg Norman has a huge dick. Kimmy just fucking stole my fucking punchline. So, well done, Kimmy. <laughs> The whole she fucking ruined. gag. She ruined backstory. it. She ruined the she ruined gag. It. The whole backstory of this whole thing was like, Pun hey, intended. they went through, they went through his whole career. 
Uh, they talked about his majors, but they forgot about the most important thing he'd done, obviously, his big cock. Now, fucking now they changed the game. Huge penis. Huge cock. Yeah. Uh, they also didn't mention holy moly, Damo. See, it doesn't it doesn't matter if he'd won two majors, Greeno. He's got one major got, right there. Two, <laughs> right major. there between his legs. And he was on holy moly. <laughs> so between those two things. Nice, Gary. Fucking, what, what more do you want? All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, Dusty Baker, uh, tip of the hat. Give him a nice Gary. Nice Gary. Nice Gary. The Statmans as well. Yep. The 13th ever manager in MLB history. To get 2,000 wins. Uh, first nice ever black Gary. man to, to do it as well. So well done there to Dusty Baker. Uh, wait, wait. So, wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So yeah. is, he, is he the 13th to 2,000 wins and the first black guy? Yeah. Okay. So all, all the old, all the other ones, old crusty white dudes. Old crusty whereas, white dudes. Yeah. Whereas now Dusty is the first uh, old crusty black. I dude. have a question for you, Greeno, and I don't want it to sound racist, but I think it'll it's sound worth racist. It, it will. It will. But like, like, I've got a couple of examples to prove that it's not racist. I just think people from certain countries and certain backgrounds are better at different things. Like, I think white guys are better NBA coaches. And black guys are NBA better NBA players. Does that make yeah, sense? No. no, that's accurate. Okay, yeah. and like for example, Scottish Scottish football, right? Mm-hmm. There are so many brilliant Scottish football coaches, like Sir Alex Ferguson, for example, yeah. like one of the most revered football coaches of all time. Great, you know, the Manchester United. Before that, he was the coach of a team in Scotland, Greener, called Aberdeen who mm-hmm. beat both Celtic and Rangers to become Scottish champions when it was unheard of. Nobody wins except, except uh, Celtic or Rangers. They're the only two teams mm-hmm. that win. So, like, Scottish – but the Scottish guys are very good coaches, but they're terrible players, <laughs> right, yeah. generally speaking. And I, I, what is it about when you have these situations where, you know, the white guys are obviously very good at – you know, football coaches, Greeno, for example. The white guys are very good football coaches, but they're not necessarily very, you know, they're not necessarily the most powerful football players. Mm. Right. You know. I forget the point. No, I think you're trying to get to the point of maybe it's <laughs> maybe the, the white coaches are better than that. Look, I don't I don't really know. Look, ultimately so he's the 13th to 2000 wins and the first black man. Um, but like, why does that matter? Is it, is it because they've had less time? Have the black guys have, have, have they had well, less time to be the coaches to get those records? But then on, I so... keep thinking about the other things like, well, you know, the black coaches in the NBA seem to always get fired. Whereas the white coaches tend to keep their jobs longer. Is that racism, uh, or is, are they just are they just suited towards better roles? You know, I'm Doc, not trying Doc to be Rivers racist. Has walked in a fucking job after job despite failing. Doc time Rivers, after how does Doc Rivers keep getting a fucking job? Great. Who was your won, other, won, look? Mark Price won is one a championship with the Celtics back when they had fucking the big three. KJ, um, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Now, look, going back to the the baseball thing, basically there was no African-American manager until kind of like the 70s, 80s, Mm. um, because the colour barrier wasn't broken until like the 50s or 60s in in baseball. The players, which means like the coaches. Hang on, I thought it was like the 40s in baseball, wasn't it? Nah, 50s for Jackie Robinson. 
Was it? I don't, I yeah. don't know. Baseball's so, not my game, man. But I thought it was like, I, I remember seeing like black and white of like, but you know, black baseball. I don't know. Proud day for everyone America. Is that not, did, did, did that not happen? Or? Uh, no, it might have been. Okay. Uh, here, here we go. Uh, first, Frank Robinson, 1975, was the first African-American manager. So you've uh, got 150 years of baseball, yeah. but there was nothing but white managers up until 1975 yeah. when the first guy got a chance. So what, that's what, Were black guys playing baseball before then or were they doing their own thing? No, because they had the Negro Leagues. Ah, oh, right, really. They just weren't allowed to play baseball in the MLB because it was a segregated uh, sport mm. until Jackie Robinson came in and, and broke yeah. the color barrier. See, I and don't even know. Up. I don't even because basically, like I said, baseball's not my game. So, how did that happen? Did one person decide? You know what? He's he oh. might be black, but he's good enough. <laughs> like, is that the what, the argument that they had, or <laughs> like he's the best player that we can get, but he's black? Oh, okay, we'll do it because he'll win us yeah. a championship. Watch a uh, watch a movie called Forty Two. Forty Two. Okay. Forty Two. Really good film. Um, it's about the yeah, Branch Rickey, who's the uh, general manager of the Dodgers at the time, who broke the color barrier because he's like. I'm sick of I'm sick of seeing this. He, there's a, a really uh, a sad story where he because Branch Rickey's kind of revolutionary in hmm. in the baseball world where he just like he'd try new things and, and whatnot. And he he talked about uh, a time where he was he was a manager of the in the minors, and the uh, he managed an African American player, and because they were allowed to do racial integration in in minors at some points, and but not in the majors, okay. and. This player came into his room, and because they weren't allowed to stay in the same why, hotel. Why didn't they have black players in? Like, because they had black. I, I mean, I remember seeing the old footage of Adolf Adolf Hitler in the stands in the Berlin Berlin nineteen thirty six Olympics, and Jesse Owens was winning a gold medal. Why did it uh, take till the nineteen seventies to get a black coach in baseball? That doesn't make uh, much sense. You know, America. like. Well, no, no, Jesse oh, Owens was an American athlete in the well, Olympics in 1936, you know, like, you know what I mean? It just So what was it in baseball specifically that they were like, no, nah, fuck the niggas, we're not well, letting them in? You know, no, I one thing know. is there's a difference between athleticism and coaching because uh, – That's true, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's always that mentality of like, oh, they're great athletes, but they're not, they can't manage. And that's kind of where, why there was such a big gap Claudio, between. Claudio Ranieri, Greeno, the football coach was once asked, um, you know, why should people listen to you as a coach when you weren't a good player? And he said, I'm sorry, I didn't realize I had to be a horse in order to be a jockey. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fair. Well, most of the best coaches are, are bad players because <laughs> they didn't have the skill to be a great player. So they had to really understand the game to even like stay alive in it. Yeah. Which, um, which, which former players have actually gone on to become super coaches as well. It's either one beginning. or the other, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. Like Phil Jackson, arguably the greatest NBA coach in history yep. was not a fucking, like he was a good player. He was a he very good great, player. Yeah. Wasn't a great NBA player. Steve Kerr, fringe fucking player. Fringe. Very good coach. Doc um, Rivers was a fringe player, and he's a terrible yeah, I, don't, coach. I don't think he's a very good coach. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, the guys that end up being good coaches are the ones that had to study and work hard and, True. like, just listen and absorb and watch because they weren't on there. They didn't have that natural ability, so they had to understand the other aspects of the game to get the most out of themselves mm. to even be competitive. You know what? Whereas the next players are going to be able to do it anyway, and they just expect everyone else around them to do it. That's yeah, you're right. I I think Tom Brady's probably going to be a really good coach one day, and I reckon no, Tom Brady's 
No, no. You know what? I just got. I've got this feeling that Tom Brady has set up this whole algorithm of life to suit himself, and he'll probably win nine Super Bowls as a coach as well. And he won't even fucking try. You know what I mean? I think he's. He might be the first one that'll be a great player and a great coach. Well, we'll then hold our breath, but we'll wait and see. <laughs> nice, Gary. Oh, fuck, I mean, we've been going for two hours, and this show had no content. Gotta Let's get, get out, out of here. here. What have you got? Plugs? You doing a show tomorrow? Um, yeah, look, I think I'm probably doing one. I don't have much really to talk about. I've kind of scooped up a couple of things. I'm just working so much these days, Green. I'm just trying to put in the hard yards. You know, I started a little late, so I'm trying to catch up kind of thing. It's all right. Yeah, so, you know, I don't really have much time for anything else, but I have scooped up a couple of little items here and there. There's a lot of crazy people on the internet these days, Green. And, get, mate, as, as we've just proven for the last two hours, dumb you, don't need, you don't need content. Please just fucking make it up. Do you want to come on the show tomorrow? I'll be on at 8 nah. a.m. though. That's... I'm out tomorrow. I'm out yeah. to Mother's Day. Happy, happy Mother's Day to mum. Mother's uh, Day Sunday. Yeah, I know, but I, I got my wife. So I got to take, because the kids are too young to be able to do shit. So that means I got to do shit. So what are you doing? I, was, uh, I, I always do fucking like a big feed. So, like, I whip up, like, a couple of special dishes you know over the course of the day for Mother's Day. You know what? That's one – can I ask you – that's one of the things I'm looking forward to is Father's Day. What What's the kind of treatment that you get there on a Father's Day, oh. Do you get, you know, the full service? Is it breakfast in bed and, you know, that kind of shit? Or is it like, no, go out and do the lawn, you lazy cunt? No, it's de- definitely not. No, it's definitely – there's definitely some service there. Uh, for, for me, it's it's just a, it's a self-indulgent day. Okay. So my, my first Father's Day was uh, literally – Cheesy presents from the kiddos. Cheesy presents, like, like what, like macaroni lovely. cards and stuff, or yeah, but literally the best presents I ever got in my life. Yeah. Stupid fucking like, I love that stuff. Pa- badly painted like phone cards, amazing. Best pre- presents I ever Page, got. Pagey's was- card is still fucking hanging in this studio right behind me, Greta. I'm saying that stupid shit like that. Fucking, I hold in my heart. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was just a day for myself, so it was like breakfast cook for me, which normally I have to cook every other meal. Yeah. So I was like, fucking, I enjoyed that. Then it was like, what do you want to do? Do you enjoy like, it or do you sit there and critique it and go, you know what, if it were me, I would have fried that bacon a little more. <laughs> no, it was finally like, a meal I didn't have to cook, so I enjoyed it. Uh, then it was like, what do you want to do for the day? So it was like we went down and we went to the pub and watched footy for, for the day. Nice, Gary. So just made the most nice, of the day. Hung out with the kiddo. Um, and literally, Father's Day is my favourite day ever just for the random reason of like i become very self-indulgent. I'm like, oh, mm. this is my day. It's like birthday boy. Birthday boy, that kind of mentality. Okay. I don't know if it'll work. I think it's going to backfire for me. I once said to my wife, um, hey, listen, it's your birthday. You don't have to do the dishes. And she said, oh, thank you. And I said, yeah, you can do them fucking tomorrow. Nice, Gary. <laughs> what well, it'll backfire for you. Yeah. <laughs> With that said, though, like you you managed to – you enforced a sausage fest on, on Lady Boogs I did. for your birthday one year. Yeah. So, like – not not in a, a sexual way. You've no, it was sexual. It was sexual. It was German no, sausages. It was yeah, sexual. It was nothing other than German sausages. <laughs> it was sexual for me, Greedo. German the sausages. Point, <laughs> the point, on your birthday morning, she had to turn to you like, can we not have sausages regularly? Like, it's my birthday. No. Like, we're having sausages again. That's right. Because, like, you know, she's like, do you want to do something on your birthday? You want to have a party or whatever? I'm like, no, I'm going to go. I want you to go to this German shop where they sell German sausages. <laughs> and I want you to bring them home. And I'm going to spend all day cooking them. And, like, yeah. that was the day. She's like, you That's really right. want to do this for your birthday? I'm like, yep, I'm going to do sauerkraut and German fucking snags. And you've yes. got to get the German, proper German mustard to go with it as well. 
And we had sausages literally for breakfast, lunch, and fucking dinner, Greeno. Nice, get it! And home-cooked pretzels, home-cooked yeah. fucking pretzels and beer for breakfast. How do you yeah, like that shit? That, that is what Father's Day is, sir. So that's that's oh, what you can expect there. It's, it's basically that, that kind of self-indulgence and, and just kind of... <laughs> BE B. in the chat says, a blowjob and steak. Nice, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you that's every, We're middle in B. That, that's every day for BE. That's every day for BE. Yeah. yeah. He's living the dream. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> See you guys next week. All right. Bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you 